Necromancy. The spirits of the dead are not your family. Those who are summoned at a seance are the sinister children of the serpent. They feed you lies in an attempt to misguide you. By communing with the crooked, you are selling your soul. There is no wisdom from the deceased. There is no knowledge from the ground. There is no fortune in decay. There is only death. In this video, I am to discuss necromancy with the goal to entice people to read the works within the Bible so that they may follow more closely the word of God. If you enjoyed the contents of this video, please remember to like, and if you would want to see more, subscribe. To understand the origins of summoned spirits, we will start at the beginning. Genesis is the first book of the Old Testament in which the events of Noah's flood can be found. The reason for the removal of all, except eight, was due to the corruption that had defiled man. This corruption had been born from an unholy communion when the sons of God came into the daughters of men. Genesis chapter 6 reads, There were Nephilim in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. The Nephilim were giants, who erupted from their mother's womb, and began spreading across the face of the earth. The described events of their creation can be read within the Book of Enoch, the history of the Book of Enoch, and the contents therein. I have covered within my previous videos. In those I discuss why the flood was necessary, as all flesh had become corrupted beyond repair. Quote, the importance of how Noah was perfect and what made him perfect is revealed when reviewing the Hebrew text. In verse 9, we read that Noah was righteous and blameless. This word translated as blameless is the Hebrew word tamim. It means without blemish, sound, healthful, without spot, unimpaired. It describes a lack of physical blemish. The use of the word suggests that Noah did not have the same genetic difference that the majority of the population of the earth had. Noah had no tarnished genetic changes brought about by the fallen angel's invasion or incursion into the human species. End quote. When all that held the breath of life had perished, their souls remained on earth. As they were created outside of God's will, they were neither bound for heaven nor hell. They are to remain until the day of the Lord is upon us, when both the living and the dead shall be judged. The Nephilim were an attempt from Satan and those that follow him to corrupt the seed of man, so that the head of the serpent could not be crushed by the one who would be sent to destroy him. This oracle was proclaimed by the Lord himself within the Garden of Eden after the forbidden fruit had been consumed. Quote, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. As seen within Genesis 6, the Nephilim continued after the flood. The events surrounding the giants of old can be read within the tellings of Moses and famously, David and Goliath. However, the term Nephilim has come to adopt an additional meaning, that being it is the term to describe the spirits of those that perished in the flood, who are the ones who haunt us today.
The Book of Enoch tells how every living thing was defiled by the fallen angels and their offspring. Flesh was mixed with flesh, man mixed with beast. We know of the two hundred angels responsible, yet we know not the amount of their perished creations. Knowing that the numbers of the defiled were seemingly innumerable helps one understand how someone can be possessed by more than one demon at one time. An example of this occurring is actually seen during the times of Jesus. Within the book of Mark, we read of how Jesus came upon a man who was host to a legion of demons. A legion is an amount ranging from 3,000 to 6,000 soldiers. With this hive of horrors within him, the man could not be bound, chained, nor tamed. He would wail in the mountains night and day, cutting himself with stones. Jesus would cast the demons into a herd of swine, where the swine would then be driven off of a cliff, drowning in the waters. The reason why is due to the waters being home to spirits. As it was the sinful who sank to the depths when the earth was baptized. This ties into the topic of the marine kingdom, of which I have covered in a previous video. To reiterate some points from that mentioned video, the earth's surface is 71% water and the human body is made up of 60% water, helping to explain the presence of demons as water is not only oceans and seas, but rivers and streams. And two, the understanding of how one can become possessed, as we contain the fluid in which was used to flood the fallen. Now that the origin of spirits has been covered, we shall move on to the topic of familiar spirits. Familiar in the term familiar spirits is derived from the Latin word familiaris. This refers to a friend or a familiar acquaintance one who is intimately attached. The contacting of familiar spirits is carried out by people referred to as mediums. Mediums are individuals who act as a channel between the realms of the living and the dead. They, like a system of communication, become a speaker for the deceased and the messages they might hold. To provide a basis of how familiar spirits operate and how they have obtained knowledge on you and your family, we will review scripture. The Lord informs us that blood is life and sin is death. When you sin, you open the door for death to enter into your life. Christ's death on the cross was the ultimate sacrifice for all our sins. The blood of the Lamb covers the believer from head to toe. When the Most High looks upon us, he sees his Son. Through the stripes of our Saviour, we can be forgiven via the act of repentance. Yet those without Christ lack his protection, and as it was with Cain, the enemy crouches at their door. By living a sinful lifestyle outside of the law of God, you open yourself to demonic attachments. So, when the root meaning for the term familiar spirits means for one to be intimately attached, it is not referring to a family member. Rather, its referral is to the demons who have known your family due to the sin that has continued throughout your bloodline. This is how the summoned spirits know of your life and the personal details to accompany it. Being children born from the seed of the serpent, the spirits are versed in deception. Taking after their father, Satan, they will pose as deceased family, friends or acquaintances. Any information or guidance received from these seances is only told to ensure you stumble and remain in darkness. If a family or friend has passed, then depending on if they took the free gift of faith in Christ, they have either been taken to heaven 
or hell. As previously stated, the only dead to remain on this earthly realm are those who perished in the flood. Your loved ones cannot be contacted from the destination they have ended up in. The Lord's commandments to steer clear of any and all things to do with the occult is first foretold within Leviticus. Leviticus is the third book of the Old Testament, sometimes referred to as the third book of Moses. The majority of the chapters contain commandments from the Lord for Moses to repeat to the Israelites. Quote, Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards, to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God, and the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits, and after wizards, to go a-whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul, and will cut him off from among his people. A man also or woman that hath a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones, their blood shall be upon them. It is also within the book of Deuteronomy, before the Israelites are to pass over the river Jordan and into their promised land, that the Lord commands his people again, further iterating to refrain from the occult. And it is within these verses that the mention of the practice of necromancy appears. Quote, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Necromancy is the practice of magical sorcery, involving communication with the dead by summoning their spirits as apparitions or visions for the purpose of divination, imparting the means to foretell future events and discovery of hidden knowledge. Sometimes categorized under death magic, the term is occasionally also used in a more general sense to refer to black magic or witchcraft as a whole. The reason for the importance in the Israelites not following after other nations in this way is due to Israel having the Lord God to guide them in every aspect of their lives. Those without the Most High seek after false idols, and when their carved deities can't save them, they turn to death, hoping it contains knowledge of life. An example of the practice of necromancy is seen within the Bible. During the reign of Saul, Israel's first king, we read how the king sought knowledge from outside of the Lord's presence. Yet the knowledge to be plucked from the withered vine cannot sustain thee. It will only leave you craving for more. If you seek answers outside of the Lord, you are lost without the light. The book of 1 Samuel gives us the account of the experience of King Saul with a medium at the city of Endor. The prophet Samuel was dead, and the army of the Philistines had gathered to fight against Israel. Seeing the vast army of the enemy, Saul became afraid. He decided to inquire of the Lord. However, the Lord was no longer speaking to Saul because of his continual disobedience. Since the Lord had turned his back on Saul, the king decided to resort to spiritism. Although all the mediums had been driven out of the land, Saul asked his servants to find a medium he could consult about the future, seeing that the Lord would tell him nothing. 1 Samuel chapter 28 reads, Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself 
and put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits, and the wizards, out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life, to cause me to die? And Saul sware to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. From this account, we understand that beings appearing as gods came up out of the earth. The reason, their adorned mantles, which invoked a sense of power. For a woman who is well versed in the practice of the occult, her reaction tells us that her contacting persons of this type was a first. This is because what she has foreseen is the people of the Lord, who have died believing in him, being pulled up out of a place known as Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom is seen by many as a term that is synonymous with death. Therefore, it is a symbolic way of describing the dead. It is believed that Abraham's bosom was not heaven, but something similar, rather acting as a holding place until Christ's mission was fulfilled, and the keys of death were taken from Satan, opening up heaven for the believers. And as the heavens were locked due to the blood of the Lamb not being yet spilled, this explains why Abraham's bosom was kept within the earth. To contact a spirit, you need a soul tie, which is a spiritual connection to a person. This is how Saul was able to call upon Samuel. And as those of the Lord are instructed to keep away from the occult, this thus explains the uniqueness of the summoning. To reiterate, since the finished work on the cross, there is no way of contacting your loved ones. There is also no way in which they can contact you. If they are in heaven or hell, and you still walk on this earth, it is not them you will summon. It is something far worse. In today's times, the occult has been transformed into varying amounts of entertainment. The new age is in fact the old, as nothing is new under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 reads, This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live, and after that they go to the dead. For to him that is joined to all the living there is hope, for a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, and their hatred, and their envy is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion for ever in anything that is done under the sun. To conclude, the seeds of sin fell with the twisted branch that was cast from heaven. The polluting pollen made its way into man's temple, defiling his sanctuary. The heavens opened, with all that held the breath of life drowning in judgment. Their corruption sank, yet their presence remained. Until the seals are shattered, 
the Nephilim will be contained on earth, living in the waters of their damnation. To commune with them is to commune with their father, the devil. As mentioned in the beginning of this video, the aim is to get you interested in the works of the Bible. If your interest has been piqued, then please read the original text yourself. I have avoided repeating a lot of what has been previously mentioned in my other videos, so I encourage you to watch them, as the subject of the Nephilim has many facets. If you have additional commentary on necromancy and the events discussed within this video, then please leave a comment. I look forward to reading them. Additionally, if you have a different topic that you would like to see me tackle, then again, please leave a comment. If you wish to support the work I do here on this channel, please see my Patreon. You will be given exclusive access to additional content. On that note, thank you to my patrons and channel members. I am blessed to have your support. If you enjoyed, please remember to like and subscribe as it helps the channel immensely. God bless and goodbye.